welcome to Real Women. I'm Michelle McLean. Leonard Ravenhill, an evangelist and author, once said, quit playing, start praying. Quit feasting, start fasting. Talk less with men, talk more with God. Listen less to men, listen to the words of God. Skip travel, start travail. Now, Mr. Ravenhill knew of the importance of praying, fasting, and focusing on God. He knew that man or the world, neither one, could offer up the wisdom, relational connection, or satisfaction that only God could. As a Christian, we have an incredible opportunity to step up our relationship with God in our prayer and fasting lives. Now, in today's message of our prayer series, Seven Ways to Intensify Your Prayer Life, we will discuss how to pray the priority prayer with fasting. If you missed previous messages in this series, be sure to give them a listen. Download message notes at www.realwomenofgod.com under the resources tab. Be sure to subscribe to the email list for a special free printable prayer journal. Now, if you're ready to turn up the volume of your prayer life and you have this incredible prayer ask, this priority prayer, I want you to consider fasting. Now, simply defined, fasting is the act of abstaining from eating certain food or all food during a set-aside period of time. Because of some of the examples that we read about in the Bible, some people use fasting to refrain from non-food items or other tangible things. This might include TV, music, social media, our cell phones, or just anything that can be a distraction for us. It might be a pleasure or an indulgence or even an idol in our life, something that we need to kind of pull back from and refrain from doing. Something that we fast from should be something that we traditionally enjoy or might be a distraction in our life. Now, during the time of fasting, when those hunger pains or personal desires or agenda creep up on us, we can use that time to refocus our attention on God. This time is meant to be dedicated to the Lord. When we focus on him, we can better connect with him and enhance our spiritual relationship. Now, denial is difficult. The many times a day the avoided food item or non-food item is skipped can serve as a reminder to spend time focusing on God. We can use that time to devote ourselves in prayer. Maybe we bust out our prayer journal and write out our prayers. We can even use that time to read the Bible so we can hear what messages the Lord might have for our hearts during that time. Now, a few things to note about a food fast. If you're diabetic or have health concerns, please use special caution for how you might approach a fast. If you've struggled with any kind of eating disorder, please be praying about how the Holy Spirit would guide you into a healthy and safe fast so you don't push yourself into an unhealthy place. Perhaps consider doing a partial fast or avoiding only certain food groups. You can also do that non-food fast that we talked about. Also, be sure that during your fast, you drink plenty of water. Now, while we can go around 60 days or so without food, we're not going to make it past a few short days without water. Another thing to keep in mind is that biblical fasting is not about dieting. It's not about us. It's about directing our focus on God. It's an act of worship dedicated to the Lord. We can seek guidance from the Holy Spirit on how long the fast might be or what to fast from and so on. Now, there's many reasons why one might fast. We're going to discuss many of those today and go through some fasts that are spoken of in the Bible. When we fast, there's some things that we benefit from, too, in that priority fasting prayer. First, we're exercising our spiritual discipline muscles. It takes real commitment and grit to fast. Fasting requires sacrifice, and that's difficult. It takes more mental energy to remember what we're avoiding and plan and work around that change. Most anything in life that's worth achieving takes that determination and steadfastness, though, doesn't it? Fasting and praying is really no different, and it helps us develop more discipline overall. Secondly, fasting also increases our dependence on God. Now, while we're fast, we're praying more, we're reading our Bibles more, we're journaling, we're worshiping the Lord overall. When we do these things, we're deepening our faith, 
while we wait for that answered prayer. We're trusting more and depending on God's goodness, his faithfulness, and all those things that are written about him in his word. So fasting increases our dependence. Lastly, although there's so many things that I'm not going to get into, fasting also deepens our relationship with God. When we fast, we're redirecting that attention to God and we're focusing on ourselves less. During the fast, we shift our focus to more of God's message and what he's about, what he wants and how powerful he is. We fast because he know, we know that he considers our hearts, our prayers, and our petitions. So our first point, if you're taking notes, is fasting produces discipline, dependence, and a deeper relationship with God. So we can enjoy some benefits in our fasting and prayer lives. Now, there's many examples that the Bible speaks about in demonstrating how people fasted. But let's take a quick look about what the Bible says not to do really quick. Now, fasting is a private discipline that we exercise that, again, deepens that relationship between us and God. So when we go through our fasting examples, we're going to see stories of people fasting individually, with a small group, or as an entire nation. In those nationwide fasting examples, it's important to realize that while they are public, they're not about being boastful or showy. They were meant to bring people to humble themselves before the Lord and collectively lift their voices up in prayer to him together. Jesus spoke about fasting in Matthew chapter 6, 16 through 18. He said, Whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they're fasting. Truly I say to you, they will have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So we aren't to go around looking like we're suffering to draw attention to ourselves. You wouldn't be posting this on Facebook, for example. Fasting isn't about us. It's about a relationship with God and getting his attention on a serious matter. So let us fast before the Lord in humility. Now, fasting is mentioned over 70 times throughout the Bible. So we do have many examples of how people fasted the right way. They fasted for many different reasons and lengths of time. And I've organized this content based on the reason why some of these fasts were performed. The priority fasting prayer, as this message is titled, is the big ask. Maybe it's that miracle prayer request. Whatever it is, we can pray and fast for many reasons. Now, the first that I wrote down here is the guidance and preparation and ministry. Now, the book of Acts describes a great time for the development of Christ's church. As the church began expanding to meet the Gentiles, the Holy Spirit spoke about what was to happen. Acts 13, 2 through 3 reads, While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Bartimaeus and Saul to the work for which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So when these two were going to go into ministry, they had leaders pray over them and they fasted. The Holy Spirit then directed them on what to do. It's important if you go into ministry that you focus your heart on what lay ahead and you pray and seek God for his guidance. In the next chapter of Acts, we see leadership for the local church being chosen. Now, leadership decisions for ministry are very important. First Timothy, Titus, and Ephesians all lays out some things to keep in mind. They prayed and fasted again in Acts 14, 23. It says, when they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So we learned also in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus, he was baptized and he was filled with the Spirit. Right after that, we read an account in Matthew 4, 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. And the tempter came and, well, we know what happens. He tempts him, right? 
Jesus himself fasted and he prayed. He faced temptation right away. Satan usually does that when we become a threat. So it's important to prepare the heart. So we see in these examples, these people were inviting God's direction into the decision-making process. They were preparing their hearts for ministry and realized they needed the guidance and strength of God. They trusted God would answer their prayers, give the necessary guidance to advance the gospel, and so on. These prayers were answered as there was no other time like this in history for the growth of the early church. I've prayed and fasted in a similar manner for ministry and leadership decisions. It's important to do so. Our desires, preferences, and ambitions will never measure up to the wisdom that God provides. We cannot know a person's heart, but God can. We can't know their motives, but God does. So we must pray and seek God in our ministry and through our tough circumstances, the big decisions we make in life, because we want to invite God's will to come through. Secondly, we can pray and fast to God to save lives. In the time of Queen Esther, a trusted confidant of the Lord hated Jews. He manipulated the king and got him to sign a decree to have the Jews put to death. When word got out, this is what happened. Esther 4.3 reads, In each and every providence, there was a commanded decree of the king that came. There was a great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So let's just stop right there. The people knew that once the decree was made by the king, they were toast. So they were mourning and wailing before the Lord. They were very clearly in distress. In this time, people would would lay in sackcloth, which was a really uncomfortable, rough, scratchy material. It was used to show mourning and submission before the Lord. Ashes represented that the people humbly knew they were, were created from dust, as Genesis told them. They showed humility, repented before the Lord, and mourned when they did this. Queen Esther saw her people's lives were on the line, and she risked her own life inquiring inquiring about what to do in order to fast for all the Jews in the city. Verses 15 through 17 picks up. It says, Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go, assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa, and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maidens also will fast in the same way. And thus I will go to the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and just and did just as Esther had commanded him. So the queen needed God's intervention. God's response to the fast included putting to death the manipulator and his family. The Jews were also allowed to protect themselves and kill the enemies that arose before them. The Jews were spared and were able to later celebrate and feast. So we can also fast when we need God's intervention and in sparing a life. Maybe we're praying and fasting for a friend or family member who's suffering. Maybe we get a tough diagnosis and we need to seek the Lord during a tough time. So we can pray and fast and seek guidance from the God in our ministry and in tough decisions. We also can do it in those life-saving miracle prayers. Now, because there's so much to say about praying and fasting, I'm going to break this message up into two sections. So be sure to catch the next six things that we pray and fast about in our next message. In the meantime, like and share this message with friends. Drop me a message for a prayer request and find Real Women with Michelle on social media. Download that prayer journal and get to talking with God. He wants to hear from you. I'll close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we are just so thankful that you have given us your word, your holy and good word. We're thankful that you have given us this line of communication to directly approach you in prayer as you are on the throne, overseeing our lives. We want to step up our prayer lives and lean in close in that relationship with you, Lord. So just hear our prayers, God. Consider as we fast, nudge our hearts what we might pray and fast about, how long we might pray. 
Show us anything that's a distraction in our lives. Speak into our hearts of what we need to hear. Come near the brokenhearted, Lord, and comfort those who are hurting. Give us direction and guidance, Lord, and give us answers to our prayers. Lord, I thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and I thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, until next time, read your Bibles, ladies. It's the best source of truth in this world. Thank you.